0: to predictability, the milkman.
1: And welcome to How Rude, an exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. My name is John Bernasek, and to my right, clad in a fuzzy little blanket to keep his nether regions nice and toasty to in the to winter when it is, is my buddy, who has a little name that he likes to give himself. Wonder what the name
2: is. It's <laughs> fall, y'all. My name is Brandon Shagney. <laughs> I'm cold, and that's why I get a blanket. Wrap it around myself.
1: So your name is Brandon. Yep. What's your What's your last name? I said Shockney. Oh, you did, you, but you talked over yeah. it. So maybe the audience. I tend not to listen. Loves I loves. tend not to listen. <laughs> and together, Brandon and I are just a couple of rude dudes. Rude dudes. Rude
2: dudes. We are it just a couple, a couple of, of rude, rude dudes. dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> John, Batman. John, why are you doing that? Well, you know, it's an oblique reference to an even more oblique film. This is a supplemental, which means we're on our tummy tummies. We don't have a guest. We are covering something outside of the Full House canon, and yet it has a connection To the Full House world, Mm -hmm. because today we'll be covering a very little, very little film known as Never Too Young to Die.
2: It's never too young. It's never never too too young young to die. die.
1: As the horrific end credit song would have us believe, we're never too young to die. Never too young. young. Never too young
0: to die.
1: Never, true, you never too young to die is according to, we watched a little mm-hmm. f- short news promo for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, this was John Stamos' feature film debut. That's right. Not a lot of feature film credits beyond this. No,
2: this uh, was this was pre uh, pre-Full Full House. House,
1: but post his time on General Hospital. Mm-hmm. In the promo, uh, he talks about how you know it's crazy because for this movie, I can really dig into my character. On TV, I don't know. I tend to slough it off. I tend to just fuck around. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just show up, kind of learn my lines, whatevs. I'm John Stamos. What do you yeah, want to do? Y-
2: you know, he's on a feature film and he wants to really dive into that three-dimensional character that he that he's been given yes
1: he is playing this character known as lance stargrove yes it's uh let's make this clear this is this is a film of many it's a it's a child of many different franchises
2: so john has you've seen this movie before i have not so uh going into this movie if you go by the opening sequence i could not Guess where the movie was going because it starts out in what seems like this crazy Mad Max esque world. Yes. With Gene Simmons, who will be our main antagonist, as Ragnar 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 whatever Sometimes
1: sometimes it is pronounced as Ragnar, Ragnar sometimes Rangar. it's Ragnar
2: Velvet von Ragnar
1: I think his stage persona is Velvet and then in more criminal circles he's known as simply Ragnar, Ragnar. He like the he's the Madonna of the criminal underbelly Yeah sure the opening sequence is it sets a tone that you have later discover is sort of at odds with other moments and other sections of the film. Mm-hmm. It is very much like this Thunderdome, Armageddon. Everybody who's an extra is dressed in the classic shitty ripoff of those films. So the, their costumes are leather, spikes, everybody's got generically crazy hair. Yep mohawks, some vague coloring every now and then. They all scream. Yes. There's
2: a lot of screaming. They have
1: axes, chains, and Mm -hmm. lances. It's insane. And they torture this woman to death because it's an 80s film and there's no no self-awareness about that. It's just used to sort of like kind of goose the audience and be like, this is fucked up. And there's no awareness of this in terms of gender politics. It's just, isn't this fucking fucked up? Mm-hmm. and gene simmons is playing of course ragnar but the thing you got to know about ragnar is he is he he's more powerful than any of us brandon because he is what is known as a hermaphrodite,
2: hermaphrodite.
1: yes
2: both man and woman
1: yes he's better than you better than me
2: Better than your mommy and your daddy. And he just loves sex. Dude, this dude's (laughs) horny all the time. Doesn't matter if he's in some. Yeah, I guess he is. He's always a little horny. Yeah, even in like. The most ridiculous action scenarios. Someone could be like, touch him in the right place, and he'd be like, "No, oh, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. baby." Someone could like <laughs> appeal to his vanity.
1: Vanity. Mm. We'll get to her in a minute. But uh, in terms of his vanity, his slash her. Oh, the gender lines—they're being so blurred. Yeah, and he would immediately drop everything and be like, uh, "Excuse me, mm-hmm. you said I was pretty." Oh, well, then I cannot kill you right now. (laughs) I want to give you a slathery lizard kiss.
0: Yeah,
2: if you didn't think that Gene Simmons would use all of his talents in this movie, you'd be wrong. He manages to use the famous tongue move a couple times to, like, grossly French kiss people yes like that's his thing and then he also has several moments where he rolls his eyes in the back of his head because he can do that
1: while laughing in a way that i can only assume inspired mark hamill's joker laugh that's because they're very similar that opening sequence he tortures a woman they're trying to they're trying to discover the location of the ram k ram k we have to find The Ramke, which is a computer disc. A lot of terms being thrown around for the first time. Computer. Mm -hmm. Hermaphrodite. Ragnar. Ramke. She doesn't give up the ghost, and so he, the the crowd behind him starts chanting, The finger! The The finger! finger. Give her the finger! And he he acquiesces. He gives the crowd what they want, because it's a show business baby. Yep. And we don't really see what happens, but later he'll use that same kill tactic And it's just him shoving his middle finger's acrylic nail into someone's neck. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of spurt dark oil blood and die instantly. In- immediately, it's crazy. And I was saying, is you know, when it was getting toward the end of the film, I was like, oh, is the is the whole thing that maybe it's poison tipped? And you were saying no because Stamos's character technically gets stabbed, He's but fine. It's, he didn't die instantly. Yeah, the whole film is sort of barely held together by fishing wire. So I, I guess these questions aren't necessarily important,
2: right? Uh, what I was going to say is we go from this Movie's like terrible. Did we mention that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so bad. Um, the, I, don't, I don't
1: want to mince words.
2: It goes from, like, this crazy this crazy opening scene where John Stamos, or no, I'm sorry, Gene Simmons, Jesus. Uh, Gene Simmons, How like, kills, the two? kills this woman and uh, in this big, like, dome area that's lit by torches, and it's nighttime, and it seems, like, crazy. Like, where are they? It looks like the middle of the desert. And then we cut to, uh, like, college campus. <laughs> yep. And I was quite... Confused. We, we cut to the sort of
1: landscape shot of the campus, and that's when the logo of the title comes up. I'd really love to... I just don't to, think that's appropriate.
2: <laughs> I'd love to delve into that title, too, because I have no idea how it applies to this movie in any respect. Well, okay, so clearly we've got the Mad Max stuff going on.
1: That's mm-hmm. a clear inspiration. But what this overall is very obviously supposed to be is a James Bond style of franchise. They want to get this off the ground, and it takes a lot of cues mm-hmm. from the Bond franchise. So Never Too Young to Die... And the titles of most James Bond films, in general, don't really have anything to do with the content. Sure, And uh, I think by specifically using a title with the word die in it, they're even more clearly hearkening back to die another day, live and let die, uh, you only live twice. Like, just this idea of, if it's a spy movie, you have to have, like, this weird reference to being killed or death in general.
2: You know, I never really thought about that, how a lot of the Bond movie titles don't have anything to do with it. They do now. Every Daniel Craig Bond title has to do with the movie.
1: Except for Quantum of Solace, which is sort of... I think that's pretty removed, really, from what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Quantum is is an organization in that film. Yeah. But the phrase itself is a little more abstract.
2: It's just so... It's just a stupid title. Never Too Young to Die. It makes it sound like... Well, it's a reference to, like,
1: this is a younger character. This is, like, oh, not Sean. your daddy's James Bond spy. Right, right. Uh, We see John Stammer... Well, the first thing we ever see him doing is working on his trampoline routine because he's a member of the school's gymnastics team. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get the song... And is this, a, why, it's so confusing. The Never Too Young to Die song mm. is the end credits song. Right. But if it's supposed to be a James Bond kind of film, you throw that at the beginning. Right. When we see the title, the song comes up at the same time, that makes sense to me. Instead, we get this bug nut song called Stargrove, which is the, the name, the character John Stamos is playing is Lance Stargrove. And also when we see Gene Simmons right at the end of the opening sequence, he says something like, oh,
2: Stargrove. And so
1: we're we're supposed to know that this means something. Yes. The name Stargrove means something in this world.
2: Yeah, Stargrove is the, yeah, the the James, the Bond. Yes. At one point, John Stamos
1: literally goes, and the name Stargrove. Lance Lance Stargrove. Stargrove Doesn't really have as much of a clip to it, a ring. Nope. Doesn't fall off the tongue. That song, do you remember how that song goes at the beginning? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Feeling like breaking out. Get into danger
2: you know you gotta fuck so you fuck yes you fucking yes you fuck all the time it's it's long it's like the full song and star it's, just, grove. it's just very uh close-up shots of men doing gymnastics flying like you've never flown star grove kissing button sucking dick <laughs> um we will say this entire movie is available on youtube so yep. if you want to watch it Brandon didn't uh, want to watch this when he wanted to watch another John Stamos credit, <laughs> but that isn't streaming, and that
1: isn't on YouTube. <laughs> yes.
2: what, what was that movie? Uh, I forget what it was called. Wedding Days? Yeah, or, or something? something like that, where it's like... John Wedding S- Craze? John Stamos plays... A cad. Uh, a, like, gay brother to someone getting married. No, I don't think he plays the gay brother. Yes, he I does. I think he
1: plays the guy who it, he does play... Mm-hmm. You're, you're looking at me like you really know this. yeah You're confident.
2: I, like research that he's the
1: okay so yeah he finds out that his straight brother is getting married and he's planning like he's a wedding planner yeah but then he refuses he goes on strike because he finds out his brother is like delivering a speech against gay marriage Mm
2: -hmm. yeah it's like and there's like signs about like gays on strike
1: yeah i don't want to see john stamos i don't want to see his version of what a gay man is (laughs) i just don't trust him not to like sort (laughs) of mince and flounce about (laughs) sure yeah, so the whole premise of this movie is uh, John Stamos' character, Lance Stargrove, is sort of, he has an estranged relationship with his father, who we see, and, and it's and it, that character is played by George Lazenby, a very elderly, not really at the top of his game, George no. Lazenby. No. Lazenby? I don't know. No. Uh, we find out that George uh, George's character is, is the Stargrove Gene Simmons knows. He's this world-famous secret agent. Everyone fucking knows his name.
2: Yes, and he's currently on a mission to... Uh, he's on, I guess Ragnar's Ragnar. Uh, Ragnar's... sorry, Thor Ragnar. He's on <laughs> Ragnarok. He's on Ragnar's trail uh, for his latest plan, which is to pollute, contaminate the the drinking water, the city's water supply, not even the nation's
1: water supply or yeah. the world's water supply,
2: so that people will turn into like blobs, like poisonous blobs. There's a there's a scene later on where they show what um, happens when you put this like poison in the water, what it does to a goldfish. And it's just like this weird calcified toad. Like yeah. it's walking above land. I don't really know what's it's going like on. It's like a different animal that they were like, people don't know if this animal exists. Let's, let's this shitty it's a poorly framed stock footage will do the job, You're right? Uh, and yeah, but Gene Simmons
1: can't really sort of have that plan come to fruition unless he has the Ram K Ram K. I need the Ram K disc. I don't the 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 location of the disc, who has it at what point, who doesn't, is so muddled, and you know they didn't give a shit on their end at all. Mm-hmm. So I refuse to even try and track it throughout the film. Yeah, the point is, Lazenby is killed by Ragnar, and at, as this is happening, John Stamos. <laughs> It's parents' day at the college, which I don't think is a thing.
2: Not oh. only is it parents' day, it's also the day of his gymnastics finals. Yep. Or but his finals. It's a competition.
1: He's on the team. There's no finals. You get an A-plus in trampoline. <laughs> Thanks, coach. <laughs> the coach who keeps saying things like, keep it, keep it tight. Keep it tight. Let's see some more lifts. Come on, let's see your triples. Let's, uh, let's keep it tight. Nice and tight all right get off it. all right you Peter you're next keep it tight and there are two mean guys who are mean to Stargirl and they're like hey fag yeah
2: they, they, they're, they're like <gasps> nice res- gymnastics they're like wrestlers and they like keep him from like going into a room they like block his path and they're like why don't you try something more manly and, like like
0: wrestling.
2: Yeah, and will teach you. John Stamos is like, oh look look here, and like points like on the dude's chest. The dude looks down. He's like, boop, gotcha. Classic <laughs> trick. And they get really mad about yeah, it. Yeah, and it's weird because they disappear. I thought maybe they would come back and like give him trouble later. No. But he he leaves, and then one of the bullies goes to like go after him, and the other bully stops him by like clasping his boob, <laughs> his tit. He's <laughs> just pick. like.
1: No, let's go make love. No. <laughs> uh, as that gymnastic competition is happening, Lazenby's character is getting killed, and it makes it, the movie makes it seem as if they have a psychic connection, because yeah. when Lazenby is shot down by Ragnar, John Stamos falls to the mat in humiliation, mm-hmm. and it's, he has a look on his face like, Daddy, what's happening to my daddy? daddy?
2: Well, there's multiple moments where it's like, Oh, don't you see the parallels between these two? Nope. Like, uh, the spy man is... (laughs) Lazenby. Lazenby is, uh, like, wrapping up his leg, and then we cut to John Stamos, who's putting wraps on his hands, getting ready for his competition. So there's, like... Yeah, getting shot (laughs) in the leg is equatable to getting ready for your wussy (laughs) gymnastics competition. Parallels! And what's crazy is it keeps... (laughs) Cutting between the two, so, like, as, like, Lazenby is, like, on the hunt for, uh, Ragnar. Got it. Uh, and... at that time. We cut back to the gymnastics competition. And he's, like, spinning, and it's like, whoa, the The tension! The tension! Yeah, it's
1: almost like it's saying the stakes couldn't be higher in both situations. I'm like, no, no, no. In one, a man is fighting for his life, trying to stop water from being contaminated uh, by a hermaphrodite. And in the other is a 19-year-old who might get a silver medal as a result of his messing up.
2: Right, and he doesn't have his father, but he does have the support of his best friend and dorm mate. Whose name is, I don't remember. The actor's name, I think, was Peter Peter Kwan.
1: Kwan? Kwan. Kwong. Okay, I thought K-W-O-N-G, yes. But I can't remember for the life of me what the character's name is. He is, imagine the little Asian boy from The Goonies who came up with all the gadgets in that film. Imagine him grown up and going to college and constantly sucking up to his best friend, slash white roommate john stamos
2: and you and you said it he's like he's supposed to play the like q character he's the q character um he literally never, says is... he gives him this
1: bubble gum that has a microchip inside of it a real microchip and he says here it's a, it's a bug like you can record people all you have to do is chew it up and place it anywhere you want cliff cliff he plays cliff he says to john stamos you can add it to your collection of gadgets so who does he make gadgets for outside of John Stamos? Man. He's also making a fucking flamethrower gun in his dorm room. And I get that this is pre-fucking Columbine and pre-9-11, but I don't necessarily think you should be putting together weapons. That's right. Look, I'm just a humble pro- I'm just from Kentucky. But when I was raised, we do not make, excuse me, you do not make flamethrowers in your dorm room. That's how
2: Stop. I would, that's how I, that's how I, I was raised. Oh, he's in Theodore Rex. He's in Theodore Rex. <laughs> he's the toy maker. He's still working today. He was in that movie Cooties as Mr. Hitachi. Oh no, Cooties with the Lash of Wood. Yeah, I have not seen
1: the trailer for this. What exactly is the premise of Cooties?
2: Um, oh, it, <laughs> I, you know, what what? I kind of want to. I kind of want to see it. It's like it's like a zombie gene that only affects people. Under a certain age Oh So these teachers Are at this school And there's a break Like a zombie breakout Outbreak But it's all kids But all the kids Are the zombies oh. And so it's called cooties
1: Cooties they have cooties And
2: there's one kid That like doesn't have it
1: Well I'm glad Peter Kwon Gets to play a character Named Mr. Katachi Hatachi Hatachi Oh yeah, yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other characters Do we sort of need To roll out here There's Vanity of course Um, Yes, the... That's the woman who plays the character. The
2: fellow spy of uh, Lansby. Lansby? Lazenby. Lazenby. What is with you today? (laughs) Um, Names, man. Hard. Um, (laughs) Names hard. So, uh, Vanity's character is like another spy... Uh, that works alongside uh, Lance's dad, she becomes the eventual love interest of John Stamos. Yes,
1: and I think it's a little confused as to whether she was fucking Lazenby or if it was, as she says, d- purely
2: professional. She does say it's purely professional. I think we're supposed to believe her. John Stamos' character is just an asshole. He's like, you fucked my dad! Well, he
1: goes and he... You must have! When his dad dies, he finds out that he has this, he inherits this farm, and when he goes to the dad's like house, I think at the farm, there's this collection of fucking headshots of all these different women and stimu- like yeah Starcraft says something shitty like oh I don't see your face in this fucking
2: cornucopia of fuck shots well she says that those were his playthings so she confirms that this dude just like he's James would, Bond he would have yeah but James Bond doesn't like keep pictures of all the women he's he fucks he on his mantle maybe he does weird Lazenby's version of Bond would. <laughs> Lazenby's Bond was weird. Uh, also, Lazenby and Stamos
1: look nothing alike. So crazy. Well, th- that's because Lazenby is very old in the film. Maybe if they had gotten him at a y- little bit of a younger age, you know, if they could have bent time and space to
2: their fucking will, <laughs> they would have looked a little more similar. I feel like uh, Bond, oh, well, because it's come out in the news lately, Bond maybe is not the most fun character to play. Daniel Craig's kind of like over it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, the, if they make me... Jeez, I, I'm well, contracted. Well, the, to- the quote is: I'll,
1: "I would rather slash my wrists yeah. than start doing another Bond film like <laughs> right now." Right, and I think he sort of had that reaction after every one of them raps. He also just kind of comes off as maybe a bit of an asshole. A bit of an asshole. He also had a, a pretty cool quote about: I think someone was asking about, like, you know, who's your favorite Bond girl that you've gotten to like be with? Like, sort of some probably shitty press junket guy. Yeah, and Craig was like, "Well, let's not forget that the character is just a straight-up misogynist." And we should probably just keep that in mind when we're, you know, talking shop about all these hot ladies. Mm -hmm. So something tells me he probably just hates the press. Yeah. And he just says inflammatory shit (laughs) to, like, get on their nerves. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, you oh, do you want me to give you a quote? I mean don't don't get me wrong, I love Daniel Craig as Bond. I think yes. he's so good.
1: I haven't listened to the song that is featured in Spectre or Writings on the it's, Wall. It's good. And I haven't seen any of the new trailers. I'm trying to stay as free as possible, but that's what I'm doing in general for yes. films these days. I've heard
2: so so thanks so far.
1: Uh, I'm Whatever. worried because Skyfall was a pretty high watermark yeah, for I his I era. S- I still think my favorite out of all the ones he's done is Casino Royale. Yeah, but. Chris and I are watching that right now, and it's it's, it's, really good. it's still holding up really well. The, that black and white opening is a little odd, and the credit sequence I remember thinking in the theater was amazing, and now it kind of comes off a little silly. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the problem with... Any James Bond movie. Like, whatever is relevant and awesome at the time sort of tends to age not that well. Sure. But back to... I want to talk about Vanity's character a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you laid the groundwork, but she does wind up fucking Lance. Right. She's hot. She's good-looking, man. Would you give her the... A Mr. Bear Honeypot hot award for the film considering <laughs> yeah. all of the other women in the film are motorcycle deranged mutant people yes I would okay good so you, you'd you fuck Vanity's little titties <laughs> oh and you'd take her weird diaper that she's wearing and she's throw it to the she's not the, the best
2: dresser I will say that <laughs>
1: I have some notes, Vanity, before I fuck you. Most
2: of her uniforms are are like regular clothes that are like the boring standard clothes end up getting ripped. Like she's in that like army uniform towards the end of the movie, ends up getting torn to shreds. And you can like see her like bra and stuff underneath. it's like, okay, movie. Well, at one point the spy organization that wants
1: to, that was working with, you know, Lance's dad, they say, well, let's set a trap for Ragnar. We'll put you and Vanity in a log cabin or something. Like some sort of, that's not a log cabin. It's like a suburban urban neighborhood and they're like we'll watch you from afar and when he tries to swoop in and get you we'll get him too it'll be a great trap and Can't trick ragnar everyone it, knows can't that trick ragnar but, uh, but my point being that scene is the sex scene yes where vanity is like oh come on fuck me
2: and he's like no i can't i have to resist for arbitrary reasons uh, you probably fucked my dad I don't want my dick in the pussy that my dad ate out. That's fucking weird.
1: Dad ate out. And she's, so there's a song that's playing and we're pretty, I'm pretty sure that's a vanity song. It's like, Come on over and fuck me? I don't know how it goes.
2: Yeah, but uh, she is straight up like seducing him. Yes. It's crazy and it takes forever. She's rubbing like coconut oil on like her lower pelvis. And it cuts so many times between her and John Stamos. He's panting for it. Like, they literally cut to him going like, <sighs> he like, He's sitting down. He, like, stands up. He goes into the... Like, house. He gets a bottle of Perrier. Yeah, comes back out, drinks it entirely. Fingers the opening of the bottle. Yeah, that's the weirdest shot. <laughs> He's like down there. It's just, you don't see it. It's just like his feet and the bottle. And then you see his hand reach down and like, his like index finger starts to like tease the rim. Like of it's the like, bo- a, like <laughs> a weird clit. And then he goes back
1: into the house. What does he come out with after that? It's he goes, so
2: long. He, it's so long. He comes back out with an apple because, you know, nothing stifles your sexual drive like a. <laughs> fucking apple per day (laughs) an apple per day keeps Keeps the the pussy pussy away. (laughs) I gotta be strict. I gotta be clean. Yeah, so he's eating that and he eats that so fast and she's like, oh, you're gonna eat an apple? Guess I'll step it up and shake off my little bikini. (laughs) She takes off her bikini um, and he drops the apple right next to the (laughs) bottle. And then he runs away, comes back. Uh, I have to point out too, every time he like stands up and it's his reaction shot of like, Oh my god, I'm so horny. Uh, it's the same shots. Yeah. a lot of reused shots in this film in general. <laughs> yes. So eventually he's like can't hold can't, it back. Well, his you're, you're any forgetting longer. the
1: what the piece de resist cum, <laughs> which is her taking the fucking garden hose. Oh yeah, and giving herself a little sloppy shower. Yeah, where like the back of her nasty ass long hair is wet.
2: It's like now her body's gonna. She rubbed all that oil, and now her body's oh. gonna. The oil's gone. It's mixed with like dirty, like sewer water from the hose, is now. (laughs) It's not sewer water. Whatever. Public water shit. (laughs) What are you talking about? You know, sink water. You have a sink. You use public water. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? There's soap and stuff involved. She's not using soap. She's just kind of spraying herself with a hose. It's gross. Well, she's not taking a proper shower. You're not going to smell good after that. She's not taking a proper shower.
1: I know. She's just trying to get all wet. She anyway. should have
2: taken a proper shower, and then I would have been, like, all about it. But now I'm not. So
1: sorry, just Vanity. You don't get <laughs> fucked by me, Brandon Shockney. <laughs>
2: don't, don't put on. If you want to be fucked by me, don't Brandon your, Shockney. Don't hose yourself down. Just let keep the oil cooking. You're never too
1: young. On. You're never too young to fuck.
0: <laughs> I think his character—you are. I think his character is like
1: 19 years old. I think mm-hmm. his character is supposed to be really young. Well, if he's still taking biology 101. I think that's just a passing joke that- <laughs> no. Are you telling me you could go back to Biology 101 after this amazing Fuck adventure we've had mm-hmm. oh,
2: Yeah I think I can Until I'm called back into action In the s- 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 sequel And
1: Stargrove will return eventually Soon we're working and it out we're Never too it.
2: old to live
1: <laughs> <laughs> The second movie was going to be called Give me a kiss goodbye <laughs>
2: <laughs> Give me a kiss Give me a kiss, goodbye. Starring Phil Collins as, as the villain. villain, who has three penises. Or Sting. Or Sting. St- Sting wouldn't have done oh, no, it. Who, oh no, it would have been Steven Tyler as the villain. That's the
1: gimmick for every one of the films. It's in the like franchise. some like rock. We gotta get some fucking aging rock god, Mick Jagger. Oh, they fuck, and then afterwards he goes, "I
2: think we should do it again." As a joke, and then they do. <laughs> It totally. The sex scene's again. really crazy. It's like edited. It's like super choppy. She like falls into the bed like four. They fall into the times. bed. Yeah, three times in a row. It's like falling,
1: and it works this time. It sticks this time. Yeah. Look at my little titties. Yeah, you do see her boobs. I was surprised. We need to really emphasize the fucking crazy gender politics and the gimmickry of Gene Simmons' character being a hermaphrodite because multiple people say, like, half man, half woman. My God, like, who could imagine such a thing? Mm -hmm. And when John Stamos sort of confronts him in the end of the film, in the climax, a lot of different lines, because Gene Simmons says, I'm half man and half woman. I'm better than you. And he goes, yeah, but... what?" What did you just say? You said that you were half a man and I'm all man. It's so like shitty when like when Gene Simmons' character seems weak, that's when John Stimmos is like, Oh, I guess you are woman after all And it's like Fuck. Yeah, that was terrible. It's so aggressive, and it's it's clearly meant for like the teen boys in the audience to be like, ha, yeah, fuck that character. Yeah, John Stamos He's got is a man. Um, should we should we talk about the moment in the final fight where John Stamos bites Gene Simmons's fake tit?
2: Yeah, it's that that's nuts. Like they're fighting and grappling, and uh, the main way John Stamos gets Ragnar off of him is to reach up and bite he bites his tits then it cuts to the tits exposed in a very quick fucking
1: half second shot and then we cut to Gene Simmons like holding his hands up to his tits like ah like i have to hide them yeah it's insane it's it's so bizarre
2: well let's let's backtrack let's go back to the first time we're, we're skipping all over john stamos interacts with the character so of uh, ragdar so um, he, he... Reptar. Let's reptar. Just call it,
1: you'll remember it if we call it
2: Reptar. Reptar, I would. Gotta um, get that Reptar. Vanity and John Stamos decide to team up to find out what really happened to his dad. His daddy. Um, they go to this nightclub that Ragnar performs at
1: as Velvet. There, there was a neon light sign outside saying what the name of the club was, but I couldn't read it to save my life. It was like Dirty Dick or something. <laughs> Garbage pile, I don't fucking know.
2: So they go into this this like uncomfortable bar. Bar, uh... warehouse, warehouse performance <laughs> space. Um, it's a found <laughs> space. We like to do guerrilla theater, and they're greeted by like a waiter,
1: waitress. I um, think I think that character that that's sort of small character is like a, just a transvestite or a drag queen, right? And uh, yeah, so, what about that moment?
2: So the that's interesting. She or uh, he. I don't know. the Well, the character's not here to ask, yeah. so feel
1: free to um, use so, whatever gender nouns you uh, want to use.
2: The server approaches <laughs> um, the two of them and is like, like can I get you something to drink and starts immediately flirting with John Stamos and John Stamos is like whoa I'm straight okay is like the vibe you're picking up from him and he's like get the fuck away from me
1: (laughs) I I didn't really get it from that moment that he was sort of like grossed out or anything
2: and then um, Vanity's character like is like oh should I be jealous or something yeah she's like can I cut in yeah and um, the drag queen's like, back off, honey. No, she calls her a bitch. <laughs> She's like, I'll get your drinks, you bitch. Oh, yeah. I
1: think as she, as, as the character's walking away, uh, he or she, we don't know who, how that character identifies, the character just goes, I'll fucking rip your eyeballs out, you bitch. <laughs> and she says to John Stamos, oh, baby, if, you, if you're getting the lube, if the lube's on me. Like, she refers to the drinks as, like, the lube, lube. or...
2: Gross! It makes me weird. think it's actual loom.
1: Well, for God's sake, there's a shot at the bar where one of the fucking many motorcycle Mad Max extras gets a giant beer and a t- a gas can. <laughs> he gets a gas can, presumably for his motorcycle. But I like to think that he's drinking, drinking it. it. Sure. And the beer—that's what goes into the motorcycle. Yeah, that motorcycle it's a crazy runs on. beer, radioactive world where humans and motorcycles have traded places, <laughs> and the motorcycles are like, "Give me that beer." <laughs> and
2: the people are like, Old i got to get all gasoline. I'm running on Eve. <laughs> so um, we have Ragnar come out and does his uh, performance, this which is this. Song. Well, of course, Gene Simmons has to sing, but it is a it is a crazy song. It's he like, doesn't sing. Gene Simmons, he just says something like, do-do-do, I'm here to be a man. <laughs> like, wait a minute. it's yeah! It starts off as,
1: doo-doo-doo. doo doo -doo -doo, Beetlejuice. (laughs) No, I remember the line. It's, it takes a man like me to be a woman like me. Yeah! Yeah! Do your eyes deceive? Can you believe what you see? (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! Every line ends in yeah. I think I would be a great Ragnar in a stage production. We talked about it a lot. Yeah. And I just, th- there's a car- There's a line that he says to Lazenby where he says something like, water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink. <laughs> it's so,
2: no one could be chewing it more than fucking Simmons. Right. And he thinks, he must think this is like. He's having so much fun. A life changing role. Yeah. In that
1: news promo. Jesus Christ! He's serving yeah. up some suburban nightmare shit. Like, can you imagine Pearl clutching at home like <laughs> mothers and children, and fun, people being like, "Gene Simmons has gone too far." Like, he's saying things like, "Oh, you know, I have
2: very crazy sexual ideas. My yeah. character is half man and half woman, and if you look at my outfit, there's the fairest forms of
0: mm, pleasures." pleasures.
1: Uh, He's like holding his It's bright daylight. Yeah. Where the fuck were they filming these interviews? Do they they interview Vanity in that? Yeah, they do for a very quick second. Yeah. She says something. She doesn't come off as very intelligent. She's like, my character is very, (laughs) ha, mean. (laughs) I'm like, is she? I guess so. She's a little sassy, I guess. Uh, Oh, so he sings that song. John Stamos decides to go into the green room. It's a
2: backstage pass. To go. He
1: gets a VIP. He's, he pretends
2: to be like Billy. Velvet's biggest fan.
1: It's Billy. like, I have all of your shows on CD. I'm like, yeah, because this character clearly has albums. <laughs> what is it? Like bootleg fucking cassettes? And
2: uh, immediately Ragnar is not buying it and knows he's like He knows uh, that he is Stargrove,
1: Stargrove, but how does he try to trick him into admitting that he is Stargrove?
2: (laughs) Um, So, he's like signing, which is the grossest. Like, he has a headshot that he gets signed, right? Uh, He's um, giving
1: it to Stargrove. Ragnar's giving it to Stargrove. He's signing it with his own fingernail. There's
2: like an ink well, and he dips his gross coke nail into it and signs the headshot.
1: You would never be able to read that handwriting. No. It, It would barely appear on the page. Yeah. It's insane.
2: Yeah.
1: And he's flirting with Stamos, but how does he try to trick him?
2: Um, I also want to point out that Stamos, while, while, (laughs) answer the question. While, while Ragnar, 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 Reptar Reptar, Raptar, (laughs) while Reptar is changing, John Stamos takes the invention he has, which is, which is Cliff's, uh, bubblegum like tracker or like audio device, um, that has like chips and wires in it. Yeah, I, I described the bubblegum. Yeah, that he just, he chews it and then he sticks it in the eye of this like Moose? No, I think he sticks it in the nostril of a (laughs) moose head. Of like a horse moose thing? It's crazy. And Ragnar comes out and just goes, (laughs) Stargrove! And Stamos (laughs) turns around
1: and he goes, I'm sorry, is that name supposed to mean anything to me? (laughs) And as we both said, how do you know it's a name? (laughs) It could be anything. Stargrove could be a club. Stargrove, yeah. Stargrove could be so many things. I want to share a couple of moments that aren't directly related to the movie. I just want to share a couple of moments that uh, happened while the film was happening. (laughs) So Brandon was doing his laundry. We had to take some breaks. uh, Every 25 minutes or so, we had to fucking pause the fucking film. And I was having so much fun watching the film that I just didn't want it to end, and I was very mad. So the first moment, I believe, uh, Brandon, you were folding your laundry, and at a certain point, you giggled at something I said because I'm very funny and entertaining. And something came out of your mouth that I thought was a tooth. I thought a tooth fell out of your fucking mouth. What it really was, it was a mass. It was definitely a mass of, of, of it's a solid piece of matter. Um, what was that? You said it was a breakfast food? You said to me, you said to me, you know how breakfast food gets caught in your teeth? And I went, as opposed to what? Lunch food? Supper food?
2: Oh, these pesky breakfast foods. Oh, just, he's getting caught on my two feet. just something came came out from earlier don't, in the day. Don't write it off. <laughs> just acting like it's so casual.
1: It came within half a foot of me, and I don't appreciate it. Gross. It was gross. And then, as you're continuing to fold your laundry... You hold up a pair of fucking boxer briefs that have a fucking visible dark ghost gray spooky Halloween stain on them. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I should throw these away because I spilled some pasta on the dick of my boxer briefs. had to go get a skin graft because my fucking dick got hot ass burned. And I don't know. I, I tried washing them just now and the stain didn't come out. Percent for four minutes, I sat there going, throw them away, 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 throw them away. And the whole time, I didn't stop, and you kept saying, well, but no, and also this. But what about, John, you're not thinking about it from this angle. I want to keep my nasty, soppy underwear, my Italiano pasta wear. When you're here, you're coming. <laughs> I didn't stop saying the phrase, throw them away for four minutes until I saw them go into the trash can and the lid closed. I've never, ever in my life experienced a more fucking bachelor moment in my life. I should keep these. I like this underwear. I like this. I did like that pasta. Every time I look down at my dick, it'll be like, oh, yeah, that pasta. I had. They,
2: were, they were pretty new outside of the stain.
1: <laughs> the problem is that underwear is just so expensive. I understand. It's very expensive these days to buy a package of underwear. And you don't want to throw away that investment. They were nice. They were from They were nice? From where? I think they were from HM, maybe. Uh-huh. What was on a little seagulls? <laughs> little little anchors away. Anchors. Toot toot! The SS Brandon here today we're serving pasta primavera. Don't don't fucking spill it on your open dick. Should I put on pants to eat? Nah just fucking eat my chonies <laughs> my fucking skeeties fucking gross dude <laughs> Stargrove I'm sorry is that name supposed to mean anything <laughs> to me I you, mm, you can have my autograph for a kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually gotta go. Maybe some other time. Whoa! Well, get your mouth near that fucking microphone <laughs> before I beat you up.
2: So Stargrove leaves. Movie sucks. <laughs> it was what's crazy is Ragnar immediately discovers the the d- audio device. Yeah, he, he picks up. A,
1: he picks up a little detection <laughs> machine. And flushes the gum down the toilet and Stamos is like, oh, dang it. Oh, nuts. I'm the worst spy in the world. <laughs> uh, is there really anything else that we want to talk about from this film? I feel like we've already hit the big scenes already.
2: Oh, uh, well, I, I do want to talk about there's this moment where, like, uh, Stargrove is, he's back at, like, the farm or some safe house, and they get attacked by two henchmen, and like, Stamos has this moment where he's like, I have to rise to the occasion and be the spy that I know I can be. He sees a photo of him and his dad, and the, the glass has been cracked, and he's like, no, yeah. no! So he, like, and and John, you said your your thought was that he was going to, like, start to use his gymnastic skills. Um, Not really. T- but no, he just is able to kick these guys' ass. ass. Like, these guys are, one of them,
1: okay, He's not in this scene that you're mentioning, but there's a consistent henchman who may be fucking Ragnar. There's an inference on John Stamos's part that they're fucking. He's
2: got, like, a Freddie Mercury mustache.
1: Yeah, Stamos says to him, hey, uh, Prissy Pants, I bet I know who's on top and who's on bottom when you two are fucking, basically. It's a weird line. How dare you imply that I fuck a man,
2: woman? I'm six foot four.
1: Uh, but yeah, Stamos just becomes this superhuman spy out of fucking know-all, nowhere. Yeah,
2: and he like just rides that for the rest of the movie.
1: What? what so what I didn't understand for a long time is what the disc, the, the Ram K, looked like, and it's just mm-hmm. a floppy disc. We come to find it's standard floppy disc. But the woman who is tortured at the beginning of the film has this earring, right? And it looks like this weird Hunger Games, like, Mockingjay pin. Mm-hmm. And Gene Simmons rips that from her ear, and that's when he says, Star Grove! It means nothing, and doesn't really wind up meaning anything. Mm. But there's another pin just like it at that safe house, and I was like, "Oh, I bet the computer disk has just been made to look like this weird pin, mm. and that's what Gene Simmons is looking for." Nope. At one point Stamos drops it. It lands on a random floorboard, and the the half of a foot of square space around where the pin lands turns red. Mm-hmm. So it if you up. if you put the pin on the fucking ground in this exact fucking spot, a red light will shine in the shape of a square underneath it, and the bed will slide to the right and reveal the secret headquarters of Daddy Stargrove. Mm-hmm. It's beyond stupid.
2: Yeah, it's really convoluted. The the spy aspects Just, just- explaining
1: it just then was Psychotic.
2: Yeah, well, there's like no redeeming qualities. The acting's terrible. The spy, the spy aspect of the movie is terrible. The like action is really poorly done. Like the fact it's barely actually a spy film. Right. Right. Yeah. The fact that they thought that this was, and you can tell they thought this was going to be some sort of new franchise, new like hero that they could have. I'm sure Stamos was excited at the prospect of having like an action series. Um, yeah, especially since he was clearly so tired of General Hospital. Can you imagine the alternate universe where where it was a hit? Where this was a hit, and he would have never been on Full House, and like he
1: got like a huge movie career or something. Yeah,
2: and he'd he'd be like among the pantheon of like action stars. God like, instead God. of Liam Neeson being in all these action movies, he'd be in Taken and stuff? I mean, <laughs> he doesn't make a case for his acting at
1: all in this film. He seems slightly pissed off in every scene, which I know is, like, his choice that he's making, but it's the only choice he really gives the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The writing is so bad that they, they, they don't really develop his character at all, and he just kind of comes off like a real fucking dud.
2: Well, yeah, he's No just, real presence. He's just young, I think. I yeah. think he's a good—I think, generally, John Stamos is a good actor. Really, no, I no. I really wasn't digging his shtick and
1: grandfathered.
2: I don't uh, he's I don't fine. know I don't know. He, I think he's okay. I'm
1: certainly not going to sit down and watch more episodes to see how that show is no. growing and no, evolving no. with time. One thing about Ragnar's character you have to understand is he is pretending to be this like CIA operative that you see throughout the entire movie with this red beard and he the- looks like Chuck Norris. Yeah, that character looks like Chuck Norris, and that name is his name is Carruthers or something. Mm-hmm. But at one point, Carruthers turns around in the front of the helicopter that they're in, and he goes, Oh, do you mean Carruthers? Or do you mean
2: Ragnar? Well, uh, <laughs> well I think he's actually Carruthers, like, that's his real name. Oh, okay. Because Vanity, later on in the movie, calls him Carruthers when he's in his Ragnar form.
1: Yeah, she's like, what happened to you, Carruthers? Why would you turn to the dark side? So
2: I think it was one of those scenarios where he was like a super spy before Aww. he was Ragnar?
1: But Carruthers is also in the scene where Lazenby is betrayed and killed. Yeah. So we know Carruthers is bad from the get-go. We just don't know that Carruthers and Gene Simmons' character are the same person. Right. Which makes no sense. When when he takes off the Carruthers wig, Gene Simmons' huge mane of black hair tumbles out of it. And I'm like, no, that's not how wigs work. Well, Carruthers
2: wasn't a different actor, was it? I can't tell they was, because they the beard—the beer,
1: beer looked fucking fake in every shot right. that Carruthers was in. And I haven't seen this film since I was probably in high school when I fucking had the VHS fucking copy at home. Mm. And do I have the Stargrove song in iTunes? Yes. Will I be playing it after this is done? Yes, because I need you guys to understand how bad that Stargrove song is. Right. And you hear the guy in the background going, "Keep it tight." <laughs> really? Okay, Stargrove. Yeah, because it's just red for the movie. Stop. Star- the movie's a piece of shit.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's it's an entertaining watch, I guess, if you wanted to watch you it. You did not seem that entertained. Um, it, it lost. I thought it was more entertaining in the first half than in the second half. Uh, it, it gets sort of it gets
1: sort of lost when it's like 15 minutes of just shooting.
2: Yeah, the that's fir- when
1: it falls apart. The first really.
2: half, just you trying to. Grasp this world and what's going on is the fun part of it but then once you start to understand the rules it's not as fun the, the main henchman I should say like
1: his costume specifically is like Conan the Barbarian mm-hmm. his crotch like his belt buckle is an enormous human skull with bone like he has a fucking bone and skull belt.
2: If you had told me that this movie was spliced together from two separate movies, I would believe you.
1: It's not like they took two films that were finished and mm-hmm. edited them together. It's like one film was one movie was being filmed, another was being filmed and they said, "Guys, we're sorry, but neither film has enough of a budget to finish. We need to combine <laughs> the films." And the whole casts of both were like, "What?" <laughs> But you're making a fucking crazy, shitty B movie Mad Max thing over there, and yeah, we're doing yeah, like a spy uh-huh. action thing. Uh-huh. Sorry, done. Yep. It takes a man like me to be a woman like me. Yeah. Do we actually like the songs? I think I like how stupid the songs are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because they break up the like weirdness of everything else. Look, I don't think there's anything more to discuss. If you want to watch it,
2: it's on YouTube. If you want to watch it and then go, you'll have a better sense of what we're talking about, then sure. I
1: think there's a clip online that you can just watch of the fight between Stamos and Simmons. And that's actually one of the more bizarre, fascinating Mm -hmm. scenes. Yeah, that's that's it for this week. We hope you enjoy. We we are recording this on Halloween proper. Oh, we should say it. (laughs) it, It's spooky in that it's uh it's got a very weird cameo from Robert England. Oh yeah, wearing a college sweater in his first scene as some sort of weird tech toad. He's the evil like yeah tech guy for Ragnar. But then when Ragnar is like sitting on his throne in his weird Greek. Arena. Robert England is sitting next to him on the ground, like slobbering on him, being like, "Yes, master. Yes." Mm-hmm. He's very much like a weird techie eagle. I
2: like Robert England.
1: I, I, well, we all enjoy Robert England, mm-hmm. but his character here is just the definition of. Trash. Right. Like, I felt bad that he had to, like, do these fucking scenes and deliver this dialogue about goldfishes turning in. He says something like, it's a goldfish, a common goldfish. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, kill me. (laughs) How many more nightmare movies can I make before I'm dead? (laughs) 30? I'll do it. (laughs) I just want money. Money. I need to eat. Guys, uh, thank you for listening to this supplement. The, The next time you hear from us, we will be giving you audio, hopefully, from our time in New York City.
2: New York. The sunshine state. Well, that's you know but saying? that's what we're doing in the future, Brandon. What are we going to do right after we finish recording this? We're gonna watch some Aladdin. Ooh, Aladdin! Aladdin, you know you got a friend in me. <laughs> you got a friend in me. Can your friends do this or that?
1: Can they pull a rabbit Right
0: out of their
1: hat? Here we go! <laughs> and we'll see you next time on Bar I wasn't ready. <laughs>
2: You want me to prepare you a little no. bit better? No, please. I don't have anything.
1: No, please.
2: End <laughs> it. Kill me. Okay, Stargrove, let's see that new routine. Come on.
0: All right, more lift now. More lift. Like breaking Let's take out, I'm sorry, All right, try it again. And for Come danger, all that's good. Feeling adventurous, then you must put your trust not in a stranger. Playing your own game, do it your own.